straight. They've got three on two. Grace with the layup. The two Grace puts the Wildcats in front for the first time in the left. He'll strip to the ball by Grace and Grace is away. Grace looking to make the layup. Gets the roll. And he's drawn a foul as well. And the Wildcats come down in numbers to do a high five with their champ. Ah, just some of the highlights for the great man, Ricky Grace. Four-time NBL Championship, two-time Grand Final MVP, four-time All-NBL First Team Selection, uh, Boomer, uh, NBA Superstar, Basketball Hall of Fame inductee in 2010. He's a never bloke. Yeah, well, I wouldn't go Nah, he's a good bloke. Anyway, he was front row at the basketball the other night, but it was in a corporate box, so he wouldn't have paid for it. Uh, Ricky, good morning. (laughs) Good morning. You know me too well, Tim. (laughs) (laughs) But I I don't know you that well because I did say before... Before the break, there is a very big chance that you will not pick up the phone at this time of morning. You what are you said, doing you said awake? It was paying a dollar ten. What, what are you doing awake? Uh, I, I haven't been asleep. <laughs> <laughs> I remember a few times, Ricky, you'd come into the rooms of the Eagles, whether you guys would have a function there or something like that. And actually, you'd had such a good day, you didn't get involved in the cool down. And uh, <laughs> it was always good to see you boys in, in the rooms. You were like legends to us growing up. Yeah, well, I mean, we had a really good relationship, Scotty, the Wildcats and the Eagles back then. Uh, you know, even a little bit before you, it was only the Wildcats and the Eagles that mm-hmm. were actually sporting teams. So, uh, no, really, really, really used to enjoy my all-access pass to, uh, to the Eagles. I'm a, <laughs> I'm a great fan of both of you legends. Uh, very good. Hey, hey, hey Ricky, um, nowadays, what, what takes uh, the, the most of your time up, Rick, is in regards to I know you're coaching and the like, so just tell us a bit about that. Yeah, Grace basketball. Um, I'm, I live south of the river, always live south of the river, so got a lot of basketball programs going south of the river. Um, enjoying just helping helping kids achieve their goals and also mentoring them along the way. So, thanks for the plug, bro. That's a great basketball. Did you when you sat down and you sort of threw that around in regards mm, to spitball some you, ideas? You and came some up with the idea, so let's let's call it great basketball. Who thought of that? Oh, it's pretty original, isn't it? Yeah, you know, it took a long time to come up with that one. So, I would have gone uh, with amazing. I would have gone with amazing myself. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, well. It is an amazing product, but uh, no, no, no. It's 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 something that that I love. Um, and you know, I mean, I've been lucky enough to where um, you know they say do what you love, and I've been lucky enough to just uh, be around the game for over fifty years now and be able to do what I love. Yeah, well, you do it so well. Hey, Rick. Uh, a lot of um, people in sort of coaching and in junior clubs and the likes talk about. Lack of courts, lack of basketball mm. courts, and and the diminishing basketball rings in parks and stuff like that. Have you noticed that, or have you got uh, plenty of them down south of the river? No doubt, no doubt. There's lack of courts, but that's because basketball is such a popular sport. I mean, um, you know, it's uh, it's bursting at the seams. Um, there's every association has a, a waiting list, and that's no different north or south of the river where I live. I'm 20 minutes from Rockingham Basketball Association, Coburn, Williton, and Lakeside. And all of those clubs have waiting lists. And um, I guess that's what Grace Basketball is there for as well. So um, um, I'm there to sort of help those that um, I guess those associations uh, can't service. So Grace Basketball is doing really well because basketball is person at the scenes. And and I'm lucky enough to be involved in a few schools that give me access to their courts. So 
I don't have that problem with lack of courts. Hey, Ricky, when you came to the Wildcats, it was one of the most exciting things, I, I think, to happen to all of us Wildcats supporters. It was amazing. Was there... Is it one of those decisions you make in life, because you're still here, um, that you just go, that was a great call? Do You would have had other offers from other countries around the world to go and play there. And, and what was it like when you first got here to Perth? Spot on. Um, yeah, I guess it was a fork in the road life moment for me uh, back as a youngster when I still had NBA dreams, uh, thought I could, you know, had NBA talent. But um, I had offers to go uh, to all, you know, a few places in the world, but I actually chose Australia because it was English speaking, uh, and the other countries weren't. So that was the only, the only thing that I, uh, uh knew about Australia because you didn't have internet. I didn't even research Perth. Um, I got on the flight, Scotty, and it said you leave Sydney at nine and you get to Perth at 10. <laughs> and I thought it was a one hour flight. So, uh, uh, that's how much I knew about Perth, but definitely uh, when I arrived in Perth, they took me straight to the Perth Entertainment Center. I saw the the nine thousand seat stadium. First game was sold out, uh, and you know the fans were one hundred percent behind us. So I knew it was a good place, and lucky enough, we won two championships in the first two years. So um, I sort of fell in love with the city, and the city seemed to like me. And the rest is history. Thirty five or so years later, I'm. I'm here talking to two legends. Did we like him? Or oh, did we ever? We still do. Still love, love, still love him. Uh, arguably the greatest. Uh, well, not arguably. He's the greatest. Uh, Bryce Cotton. Yeah. No, Tim. No, you go ahead and say your real opinion. I know what you think. Oh, oh, oh. oh. What have you been call- <laughs> he's calling you out. Is he the greatest, or is he? Is he? Are you going to say? Are you going to be weak and go one of the greatest? No. Or are you going to call him the greatest? Well, no, I say he's one of the greatest because <laughs> I would consider him a friend. So I always put my friends ahead of all. <laughs> hey, 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 hey! Tim looks after me. He's always looked after me. But uh, no, I mean that's the beauty in sport. That's why you guys do what you do is because. We can sit here and talk about LeBron versus Mike and, you know, uh, those sort of things. And to be, you know, uh, to to have my, I guess, jersey hung from the rafters and to still be, you know, considered as one of the greatest is an honour. And, you know, I will take that. You are a great. Oh, now, interesting that, enough, yeah. though, that your game's record is under threat. And you would have sat – I saw you sitting courtside down there near the Wildcats bench. Jesse Wagstaff played some inspiring minutes, uh, and he's still going around, and he is the nearest to your game's record. And the way he's going, he might sign a three-year contract extension, and that would blow you out of the water. I thought about tripping him, you know. I was you know, right, right near the bench, and I thought, you know, maybe I'll maybe I'll trip him up a bit. But uh, records are made to be broken. Jesse is an amazing uh, wildcat uh, on and off the court. So um, I don't think he'll get close to my assist record, and that's the one I'm most proud of. So uh, records are made to be broken, and it's just a credit to – the professionalism of Jesse, the the uh, standard of play that the high standard of play that he's been able to to do, you know, over uh, over over many many years. So good on him. I wish him the best. Yeah. Uh, How many assists is your record? You'd know this. No idea. No idea. But I know so he many. won't get it. No, he won't get it. He doesn't pass the ball. 3,470. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, Tim. Yes, Ricky. But do you know who's second all time in Wildcats history in blocks? Uh, that would be you, Ricky. That'd be me. <laughs> hey, 
income yeah, in blocks. Yeah. I did not know that. Gee, I didn't see that obvious yeah, question coming. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't know that. That's, impress- that's impressive for the little fella. It Let me tell you three things. Especially the little yeah. fella. I was always the little fella out there. You know, checking in blocks, bro. Either... Either the Wildcats have had horrible defenders, or I'm pretty damn good there too. Are <laughs> uh, you pretty damn Go good? Through, Go how many assists again? Three thousand four hundred and seventy. Three thousand four hundred and seventy times he dished it off to someone else. Mm. Far too unselfish. <laughs> Far too unselfish. Yeah, you would have never done that. No. <laughs> hey, Rick, what, how, where does the where's, where does the Sydney Olympics sit for you? I mean, you're a boomer. I think '96, and you played at the Olympics and just missed medal uh, contention there in Sydney. Where does that sit with you? Probably, to be honest, the highlight because um, representing Australia in Sydney uh, during that Sydney Olympics. Uh, was, I mean, winning the championship, the first Wildcats championship in 1990 when we arrived from Brisbane with 10,000 people at the airport near midnight uh, was absolutely amazing. Mm -hmm. But to represent Australia, to be playing against the best in the world all over, from from all over the world, uh, and just those, I guess, two or three weeks in Sydney, uh, just seeing the country come together the way it did uh, to be the world in the world spotlight of, of sport, uh, the pinnacle of sport, and to be involved in that was uh, was was definitely the highlight of my career. Um, and I guess being cut three months before the '96 Olympics and being very disappointed that I wasn't able to play in Atlanta in front of my family, uh, but then to be called into the boomer side. You know, in the opposite circumstances, three months before the 2000 Olympics was, you know, something that I didn't expect, didn't see coming. But uh, to be sitting in the locker room with Andrew Gaze when he got the phone call to say he'll be carrying the flag for the country, you know, those sort of uh, memories is 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 you know, just a just a true highlight. Uh, you are a true highlight, mate. Yep. And one of my highlights is a photo I've got of you when you your final game and you were walking around high fiving everyone as you were going past, and you gave me a high five and someone snapped a photo and uh, I asked you to sign it and you'd said yeah for fifty bucks you would and I really appreciate <laughs> that. Well, well, it's five hundred now. Yay. Hey, great, great chat, uh, Grace Basketball. Uh, great, we could we could chat again. In fact, we probably will in in the uh, in the future please, again. Please. Th- thanks for joining us. Have a ripping day. You're a gro- you're a great man. Great, great, great to join you guys. Here great, is Ricky great. Grace. I appreciate it, fellas. He is a beauty. He is a beauty. He's the game's record holder, and he is one so of so good to watch. I loved him. Basketball's a nice guy. Say so after seven o'clock, Clay Hall's going to join us. He's the young man going places thanks to Fleet Network and Ruben Jimby after seven thirty. This is Scotty Os SNWA Breakfast.